From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. As always, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, you can join us on September 8th for Bingo Night. The boys are back and you can win a pair of all-inclusive zone Predators tickets in Nashville. Beer, free food included. Jack. Jack. And from Jack. the looks of it, your boy is Jack. in the new Jack. studio. Jack. No, I'm not. I've really just vamped up the old one. Okay. Uh, no, your boy's <laughs> in the new, your boy's in the new studio. I mean, I've got all the, all the bells and we're, this, we'll do that. And how, how are you, how are you this week? Because I did want to tout real quick. The what appealing. I'm super jazzed to Woo! pop this bad boy. Try try him out. You know, I told you I've been having this one for a couple weeks now. Okay, angry red. Going classic. I needed to I needed to to switch up my game. So let me try, let me test this bad boy out. Oh, what appealing that that is going down. I'm, I'm, the I'm old glad you like it. And you didn't try it for the first time and be like, ugh. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> it's like you, you can cut that right bobby you can cut that <laughs> i agree with Stephen a smith so much i'm gonna take the focus off of this i'm gonna no dude this is super dope this is super dope it is a uh, a tangerine hazy ipa so like right up my my alley the only thing that can make it better hell yeah, hell yeah. Man- mango right bob bob loves mango <laughs> uh, ugh oh don't forget to check us out on patreon to get all the spicy bits a little bit early and all some uncut content check us out on twitch to join us for gaming we both got our uh capture card so we can we'll be starting our seattle kraken showdown um oh, yeah, and boy. then we got don't forget coming up very soon we've been teasing it and it's almost here the home pod office where we talk Ooh. all things hbo and of course we're starting off with the biggest show in the fucking world right now house of the dragon Episode one, we'll have special guest Zach McCann with us. Boom. Talking nerd now, Loving talking Zach. all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, House of the Dragon. We'll talk a little bit more, a little bit about House of the Dragon a little bit later. Bob, um, how are you this week, dude? I'm doing great, man. Obviously, as you can see in the new studio, house is still a tornado. Uh, you know, still got to get that going, but but got the studio pretty much set up for sure. You know, I was. Just to go back to the home pod office, because I am I am super jazzed about it. I'm glad that you brought up House of Dragon and me associating with that HBO pod podcast because I thought that we were gonna do a whole podcast on those pods that they deliver to your house and you fill them up <laughs> and then they take and I was thinking, I mean, like, yeah, maybe a couple of episodes we can probably pull and we can pull some Taking content notes. out of it. <laughs> yeah, we can pull some content out of it, probably, probably probably stretch this into like an eight episoder. Uh, but then after that I was I was gonna be <laughs> it's, I, a, I mini like, it's, a, it's a mini series. It's a mini series. It would be a mini series, but then we could just eclipse ourselves and then you know, we we're, we're reviewing U Haul. We're reviewing Ryder, you know, like what's the best deal yeah. out there for your time and money. Yeah. So yeah. We get Zach McCann on all hyped up and we're like, so uh let's talk a little bit about uh tools to make moving a little bit easier. They all right, so we're we're like, all right, Zach, we're like Zach, the heir of the dragon. Uh that is what the specific Charlotte pod office calls uh the hair of this doll uh a dragon doll in their in their in their thing that's why we named it number one it's the most famous pod office um no but i'm obviously super jazzed to be here i mean look look at this little mouse bro it came with it came with the studio that's that's iron man right there as it came with, I came in. That was that was just sitting in the middle of the floor. They said, "Hey, there you go, buddy. I saw you. You know, got some, uh, got some, you know, soundproofing in here going on. You know, I got the fam. You know, the family campaign picture. He can't see it really. Uh, you know, and I don't want to mess with the with the 
camera right now. But you got, you know, I've been telling you about the starting lineups. Got a couple of uh, Gretzky's up there that are in in viewpoint. Uh, Mike Dunham. Yeah. He's rocking it up there. Barry Sanders. uh, You know, all sorts of of fun, good stuff. You got the the pucks and the bobbleheads and you see the natty bow. Yeah. I won this in the divorce of the li- studio. Right now, brother. I'll be able to see it more when I edit. Right now, it's very blurry because, you know, this is over ba- over the Internet. So yeah. you're very blurry. Yeah. Uh, however, once I get into editing and I get your file, I'll be able to see everything. Clearly You'll be able to see. Well, you know, and I wasn't really talking to you, Bob. I know that we talk to each other, yeah. but we're just trying to get our voice out to the people. So, uh, you know, also, <laughs> I don't know if you can see this. We got Jabba in the house, dude. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, so gotta nice. gotta gotta love gotta love it when Java Java the Hut comes to the show, um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I'm good. I'm 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 excited to be here uh, in the new studio. That means that I'm almost done with that long long road. So how about you, brother? How you been doing? Who doing good? Dude, a little bit tired. Did a did a stream last night. Was thinking about only doing about three or four hours. You know, hopped on around midnight. It was like you know what? Let's get a little bit of Halo in. Uh, well, it turned into about a six hour stream and I ended up just not going to bed. So I ended up downloading Destiny 2 again, which nice. I haven't played since like 2017. So you know, get back into that a little bit. Just having some having a good time. Uh, let's have a fit check real quick because your boys yeah. are matching yeah. with the Bash Bros. <sighs> yeah, brother. I got, you know, I got Fulton. You know what I'm saying? I got Fulton. Right. And then I went even deeper, deeper into it, brother, as you can see. Got the North Stars hat on, repping the team nice. that my boy that my boy would be repping, you know, if I was in the yeah. world. So, uh, you got the yeah. got the North I just, Stars. I just on, got the, uh, the I got yeah, I got the Sounds hat on. You know, they're uh, we were thinking about going to the game tomorrow, but man, it's been a long week. So there's an SC back. hat, not the Sounds. Yeah, oh, you no, know, it's sounds. Oh, my yeah. bad, I meant Nashville. It's the SC. Sound symbol, yeah. though. Uh, so you were on 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 point, sort of. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, you know, we're just rocking it. We've been trying to do this for a few weeks, so I'm glad we could we could we could bust it out for the, the yeah. dudes. But all right, let's jump into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. Mike Sullivan signs a three year extension with the Penguins. I mean, he's done good work there. I uh, I'm not surprised by this. You know, it's a, I normally this probably wouldn't make news, but it's uh, you yeah, know slow slow news cycle right now. So, but yeah, not a, not, not a whole lot. Uh, even to the point where we're gonna go over overseas, um, which we normally don't do. Yeah. Uh, but Sweden, you know, not not allowing Swedish players in the KHL to play for the national team. Thoughts. Doesn't affect a whole ton I mean, uh, I, of folks, but I mean, I'm sure no, it does. Their national. I, uh, I saw a list of the pl- the players that are, there's about six players that it affects, and I think only two of them were realistically options for the national team. So I think this was a stance that they could take that sent a message, but didn't really negatively affect the team that much. Yeah, I mean Sweden being right there in that zone, though. I think I mean I, I don't think they really care how it, it affects them i mean obviously this is uh something i mean someone yeah. that's been threatening them and is you know right there at that yeah. um at that brink i think it's um, the right call to make oh uh, yeah absolutely I, I think it's something that they you know i i would like to see some of those other european countries follow suit finland uh, you know and i'm not sure that any has I, to be fair i haven't researched it but yeah. um um yeah i i'm I, I think it's the right call too. Definitely, you know that's that's something that they're over there getting getting paid a lot of money, and a lot of folks are are suffering. So that's definitely a good stand you can make um, to yeah. some of these guys. Yeah. Um, so that's about it for inside the boards. Let's head to outside the boards. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards. Time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Saw this this morning, per Adam Schefter. Uh, so his sources, uh, anonymous sources within the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, say that Tom Brady uh, has made the final roster cut and <sighs> is the likely starter in Week One. <laughs> he, oh, uh, I, I know, know that he is. I mean, it. his family's got to be happy. He can. He was but, sweating. He can, it. But, 
food on his family's plate yet again. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know how happy so much that he took about a month of personal time off from training camp just to, to just to clear his head a little bit. I don't think that uh, his family will be happy because, to be honest, like he can probably keep buying that garbage plant stuff that he buys. And now, you know, like if he would have been got cut, then maybe they have to slum it a little bit. Like, all right, we got to eat hot dogs. We got to eat spam. You know, bring these bring that, that family kind of back into the fold of, of middle America. You know, uh, that's that's all I'm that's all I'm saying is, you know. I'm just surprised he made the roster is all okay. I didn't think yeah. that that he. I had mean, to be fair, lock. he is. To be fair, he he is uh the lo- he ha- of the adults in his household. He is the lowest earner. So that's, I mean, he's already I mean, slumming it. I mean, so that's. I mean, that should tell you something. <laughs> that should tell you something right there is that the man doesn't care about his craft at all. I mean, this is a guy that'll leave you high and dry. Yeah. I mean, what is he, Brett Favre? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Adam Schefter, hey, but there's one thing. I mean, at very least, I believe the report. Adam Schefter knows his stuff. He knows yeah. that. Uh, Wouldn't that be crazy if this is the report that kills his uh, his reliability? If he got the if, if like his joke tweet it. just somehow's wrong, and then all of a sudden, right, right, and then all of a sudden. He gets cut. Bowles has had it. He's sick of it. I don't need you, Tom Brady. I don't need any of you. <laughs> We're bringing back Jameis Winston. <laughs> okay. I, I can win with Jameis. All right, buddy. Uh, um, Ohio State <laughs> is favored this Saturday over Notre Dame by 17 and a half points. Marcus Freeman, head coach of Notre Dame, uh, was not happy about it and voices a Freeman about it in a uh, 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 in a press conference and you know i think it is unlike classical notre dame to be doing that kind of thing but at the same time you know you've got to have something you you've got to get your players involved you, this these are this is a new generation of kids um who these kids look at las vegas lines they this gets yeah. them you know that's a huge spread for what a number five versus number two team um listen i think ohio state runs the gambit on Notre Dame and I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. I will be happy if Notre Dame is competitive against this Ohio State team. Absolutely. Um, if somehow there is some miracle and they upset Ohio State, right. Holy shit, will that because you yeah, know all over big all win over the place. I've been seeing how I, I've been seeing all over the the uh, news for the past 4 weeks about how Ohio State is the team to beat that they are without a doubt far better than Alabama and all these other teams. And I'm just like We'll see. Until you, you know, we'll do see. it, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna believe that you're better than Alabama until you do it. We've been right. hearing this for years now, and it's been what almost a 15 years. It feels like Alabama has been the team. Yeah, and they're still like, gonna go out until you. Still, until yeah, I mean, they're gonna go out and play a Big Ten schedule. You know, they're gonna. This is this will be a good win for yeah. either side of the program. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ohio yeah. State is a you know perennially uh a powerhouse in football. I don't know that they're going to be the best team ever. They're going to get, they're going to get ranked higher because of who they are. than I think their football team will necessarily allow a lot like Notre Dame does sometimes, yeah. you know? Uh, and, but I mean, yeah. you're right. If they're, if they're, if they, if you truly believe this is the number five team in the country, 17 and a half points is a whole lot. Do you are, which one is, which yeah. one is right. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I could go. I see myself going and buying a point, sixteen and a half for uh, Ohio State. You know, uh, I mean, because it could, because but, I mean, I think that Notre Dame could absolutely cover on this game. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I, I mean, think this is the win, this is a rivalry. This is, I mean, th- yeah, I think the win uh, win chances are, are a, a lot lower. But um, but I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, seventeen and a half points is a lot of points. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it either. As long as, you know, as long as he is, you know, as long as it's contextually correct, like somebody brings it up to him. I don't think that he's in the wrong for for going off over it. You know, I don't think I think it's a little I think my thought process would be different if he just came out and called a press conference about it or, or, or walked out. And just I think somebody had, no, somebody asked him somebody in a press conference what his, what his and, thoughts were about this point spread. Yeah, I mean, uh, what a what a what a stupid question what a waste of what a slap in the face to and and that that point spread is a slap in the face to a number 
five versus number two team. Like, right, right. Like yeah, matchup. I mean, it's yeah, it's it, obviously you're going to be mad about it. You know, it's a waste of a question sitting there in front of that head coach yeah. and try to pick his brain yeah. a little bit. Are and, you and the worst part is not favored know, more? The, and one of the worst things is, you know, this morning I'm watching a bunch of the pundits and this was, you know, I respect Paul Feinbaum. He's an amazing uh, analyst and, you know, knows what he's talking about a lot of times. Uh, but apparently when it's not in the SEC, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking about how Notre Dame should be ashamed that they that they schedule this matchup, that they should be playing a team like Mercer for their week one matchup. I'm sorry, man. It was like two weeks ago. Your biggest issue with Notre Dame was that their strength of schedule was bullshit and they don't yeah. play anybody. So the, yeah. here they are scheduling in week number one, the number two team in the country, and you're giving them shit. This is what Notre Dame has to do. This is what we've been saying for years. They have to schedule, and they can only play who they can play. And Ohio State, I mean, that's one of the best teams you can play right now. You're coming yeah. out the gate swinging. I yeah, I absolutely. I mean, you you more so than me are a big anti cupcake game, and I am, and yeah. I also am as well. I understand why teams do it. Yeah. More, you know, I can wrap my head around it. I more. understand the importance of it. I, I don't want there to be no cupcake games. I think there should be less and definitely not in yeah. late later parts of the season. I don't like it when it's towards the end of the season and they're still having cupcake games. Yeah. Um, but no, for sure. I, I think that uh, strength of schedule is important, especially for those teams outside the SEC right now. You know, all SEC teams whether it's true or it's not true, can tout that we're in the playing in the best conference against the best teams week in and week out. If this team or yeah. this team or this team was playing in any other conference, they'd be running it. They'd have a week's strength of schedule. Um, but other teams, and especially Notre Dame with no conference championship to to fall back on, they have to do this. They have to do this if they want to win national yeah. championships. And there is nothing yeah. there's nothing else that a program like Notre Dame wants to do. There's nothing more that you can do yeah. but win national This titles. is what this this is what this this is what this uh program is bred for and has done their entire life is they play big games. And also, one thing is that let's be honest, yeah, Notre Dame is not realistically in the national championship spotlight. They are in a major bowl spotlight. They are they, they and are. what's and I think and I think what's more important, and I understand that some people might not agree with this, I think a single-digit loss to Ohio State is better than a double-digit blowout of a Mercer or Appalachian State. You know, 100%. yeah, the record matters in, in no. college football, but no, I, I think that. 100%. Uh, do you, you, what do you look at if it is a, let's say, 48 to 47, 46, 45 football game. That is that is looked at way and an early season loss that one that carries yeah. well with you. You know, you're not losing at yeah. the wrong time. That yeah. looks Especially way better than an 80 nothing left with a pretty. Yeah, I think yeah. if they can and keep the score I, I mean, I'm low, impressed with what Marcus Freeman has done. Uh, if they can keep the score low, I think they have a much better chance at winning this football game. Uh, yeah. It starts getting and into a shootout. I mean, that's Ohio State's bred and, and built for a shootout. So, yeah. uh, so I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm, I think that if they can get out there and play defense and and shut Ohio State's offense down, uh, they're going to stand a much better chance. And so I don't think it's a zero yeah. zero chance. But um, I'll be interested to to watch that football game for yeah. sure. And and frankly, you know, I know we're talking a lot about Notre Dame, but there's not much in the news, guys. Um, Marcus Freeman has taken a Brian Kelly depleted team um, and he has been knocking on doors in regions that Brian Kelly couldn't. He's down there in the Southeast. He's out there in Alabama. He's out there competing with teams like Auburn and uh, is it Clemson. A is it a couldn't these or is it a, you know, and see the question about well, Brian Kelly was wouldn't. always, okay. Yeah, that was, all I was about to say it's a, uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta be willing to have the door thrown in your face, you know, and uh, and especially at a team in, in the southeast where, yeah, I mean, you can go play for an SEC school and get you know yeah. min minimum exposure and maybe be second or third on the roster. You can come play football for me in Notre Dame and be on national television every time we play, and we only have X number yeah. of this position. Um, it's a it's a it's a good sell to a kid if you can if you can sell Notre yeah. Dame appropriately to a kid, yeah. Um, 
And I think a hurt. lot of it also is that Brian Kelly walked around with the gravitas that Notre Dame had in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. They've lost that gravitas. They're still Notre up. Dame. They're still a blue, blue, a blue chip team. Give but it up, old now man. Now you've got what I believe is the first, <laughs> what is the first, I believe the first black fo- head football coach in Notre Dame history who is going to go knock on doors. He's going to be able to relate to these kids. He's going to be able to say the things that, the, that these college, these high school kids need to hear to want to come play football. They don't he want to is. hear about a lot of the tradition and the stuff. They want to hear about the, you know, the stuff that gets them. They don't want to hear about, oh, well, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. They want to hear about what's what they're going to be able to do for the team. And I think Marcus Freeman is uh, killing it with with uh, recruiting. Absolutely. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly was Nikon. OK, Nikon absolutely refused to. To go to digital, you know, they're like, no films, the the, yeah. the way of the world and will always be. And. You know, it's just not anymore. Nobody cares about your yeah. name anymore. Nobody cares about Nikon or whatever or or anything. Uh, just give me the give me the truth. Give me what is. And and looks like Freeman's doing that. And that's what Notre Dame needs because yeah. they got the money. They've got the contract. They got the TV. They got the exposure. They've got the name recognition. Uh it's frankly quite amazing that somebody hasn't gone in there and been able to do well there. You know, I mean, it's got everything that you're supposed to need uh, in a, in a football program. So, uh, you know, good luck to him, obviously. I mean, unless it affects me personally or my teams that I like, (laughs) you know, I wish him the best of luck. If it does affect me, then I hope that he crashes and burns. No offense, sir. I hope he has a, yeah, yeah, obviously I'm biased, but I think Notre Dame being good, obviously I'm biased, but I think Notre Dame being good is good for the sport of college football. Um, It gets eyes. There are, I mean, because no. you got because you have college football fans who that'll watch anything, but then you've got an entire section of people like my family who are Notre Dame fans, and they watch Notre Dame games because that's right. they they're not they, they like NFL and then they like Notre and, Dame, and and they, so that and I mean, there's they, a lot of people like that, and you won't, won't be able to pronounce the wine that we're drinking while we're watching this Notre Dame game. <laughs> you know, I know the type, Bobby. <laughs> I know the type. Uh, uh, no, but anytime you have a, have any type of programs like this, as as much as it despises me, you know, in my heart, I don't know if I phrased that correctly, but as much as I despise saying this, Alabama football being good is good for college football. As much as I, as much as the nineties yeah. were great for me, and them being bad is is awesome. It's great, but it's not as it's not good for college football to have those blue chip programs, Duke. Kansas, uh, you know, UNC, it's better for college basketball when those teams are good. So that's just that's just the way it is. That's uh, that's kind of yeah. a tradition. It's like so. the Yankees being good. I hate the Yankees, but when the Yankees are good, it's good for the sport of baseball. It's like, good. It yeah, you got those teams, that those visibility. And the, I mean, and the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys are good. It's good for football. It, it'll never happen, which is, I guess, explains why football has yeah. been so bad for forever. But <laughs> hey, if I can take a shot at, uh, at, 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 the, at the DCs, you know, I'm, I'm good with it, even though I do have an Emmett Smith, you know, right, right up here. Uh, up above. Yeah. So uh, what a great segue to take us into our main topic for the day. We're talking the NFC and AFC South. Um, so let's jump straight into it talking first the houston texans uh i've got some write-ups here feel free to uh, jump in and feel free to jump in, in the comments if we're talking to a team or a team you hate and to give us your opinion i'm um, not gonna texans, jump in bobby um, i don't great. do that <laughs> i said i don't do that i don't jump in uh, okay uh, houston texans yeah <laughs> uh the houston texans not great their best player laramie tunsil uh could be traded away this season i, I mean they're they're not gonna be good i mean yeah i, I don't really, think they're gonna be good i don't um, have much hope for them i I think they finished below the Jaguars this season. In terms of long-term success, yeah, I I agree. I do think that they have some some intrigue. Excuse me. The uh the Tangerine Hazy IPA coming straight back up. Uh uh not in a bad way like as a burp, everybody. As a burp, I wasn't going to spew, okay? As in so good you want to taste it again. It's so good. I was like you know, just drink it up. Um <laughs> 
but they they do have some really intriguing fantasy options in, in particular, but some some talent there that can actually make a difference uh, in a, in a season. I mean, you still got Brandon wow. Cooks, perennially a you know top twelve receiver there. Davis Mills did not have a horrendous game, uh, have a horrendous year last year. Uh, Damian Pierce, you know, that's a that's a bright spot there. A fourth round pick coming in and looking like he is going to kind of take that over that that role there. Uh, Marlon Mack just got cut. So, I mean, that really all but ensures that uh, that's Damian Pierce's job. Um, Nico Collins is a guy that I'm really intrigued about uh, on the receiver side. I think the biggest thing is that will make everything that you've said more correct than anything. defense the de- the defensive side of the of the football is going to be a pretty big weak spot in what is arguably a tough offensive division uh so i mean it's, yeah. you know seven seven football games uh i'm sorry six football games of their of their 17 are going to come from these other these other three teams we're about to talk about and one of which is maybe not super exciting in terms of of win factors, uh, but definitely have some offensive weapons of their own that they they'll, they'll be able to counterpunch with. So um, I, overall, I'm in, in total yeah. agreement. Uh, yeah, I think that they they probably need to move Tunsil though. I think that's a really good point that you know he may be he may be out of there. I think they can they can get something uh, in return uh, for for an asset that they're Ooh, not really yeah. not, not really needing. Uh, I mean, at very least, yeah, they're gonna get a new gas mask in the in the locker room. So, <laughs> you don't remember that the draft day? Um, all right, you don't remember Tunsil they, and draft yes, day? Yes, 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 when yes, they, yes. In the yes. video right before the yes. draft of him gas masking, <laughs> I forgot. I, I remember the video. I couldn't remember who it was, but I remember that now. Yeah, he yeah. dropped all the way to and number. Like, it caused such eight. a big. It was such a big thing. He dropped to which eight is to pick eight. Yeah, I know it was because he was almost as sure of a thing as uh, like Joe Thomas was, you know. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, let's move on um, to a, right, a so personal th- favorite yeah. of mine. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you, Brandon, a couple questions right. that I want you to answer. Yes. Um, about the Titans, is this team sustainable? Can I get a definition? Like, what do you mean by sustainable? Do you think like, that they, the, the, the success they've had the last two, three years, does that continue? Does it get better or does it get worse? I think, it, well, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a really tough question uh, in terms of it's obviously, I don't think that they're going to be the number one overall seed, yeah. if that's what you're asking. But I mean, okay. I, don't, okay. I don't think they're going to. How about re- this? How about, I don't uh, think how about they're majorly regressing. How, how about we come back to this question? Yeah. Okay. Let's, how about let's we come back to this question? Because I have some other questions, and I think it might help answer th- that first one. Okay. Can, can Derrick Henry stay healthy? Yeah. Do you think Derrick Henry stays healthy this season? Yes. Yeah. I think that he, okay. I think that he can. Uh, okay. um, I, I, do, do I think that there's, it's, it's, it's 100% impossible for him to get hurt? No, it's the NFL. This injury was not, this injury last season was not a workload injury. It was a freak injury of getting your foot stepped yeah. Um, so I think he absolutely yes. has, has a very good chance. He did not look bad in that playoff game that we saw him in. Uh, he looked underutilized and, uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, the coaching looked outgunned in that playoff game, but I didn't think that he looked like yeah. he was not healthy. So no, I, I, I absolutely think he can stay healthy. Okay. Is Robert Woods and Trayvon Burks as good as AJ Brown and an aging Julio Jones? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, no. I agree with you on Derrick Henry. I think I disagree with you. I, I like Robert Woods. I like Burks. I, I think AJ Brown is a different monster. I think that I think the gap between them is not much. The variance, but I think the age, the, it works. The, the, in, my opinion, the variance and the the injury plagued games and seasons that AJ Brown gave you are not. I mean, obviously, I could be wrong if if the assessment of Traylon Burks is wrong. Uh, but overall, I mean, sorry, Traylon, not Trayvon. Yeah. Yeah, Traylon Burks. Um, I mean, yeah. Julio Jones was great when he was on the field. Uh, AJ Brown was fantastic when he was on the field. Uh, at, traditionally, you know, Bobby Trees has been a a pretty solid guy there for you. You know, he got injured. He had a season-ending injury this last this last year. 
by all accounts, he's back. He's ready to go. I, I'm I'm not worried about it. That's a that's a guy that you name two guys, and Julio was absolutely able to give us that sort of Robert Woods role that we're going to be looking for him from from this season. But he wasn't there enough, you know. I mean, the games that he was there was great, but but he wasn't there enough. I I think that if if Traylon Burks can come out and be healthy, or even give us a AJ Brown esque rookie season. Um, we're going to, they're going to be fine. So yes, I, I agree that, uh, that they are a better tandem for our team long-term. I don't, uh, I, I, you know, I, that's that specific to that question. Okay. I, I don't know if I'd say yes to more explosive or, or better playmakers. Uh, but the, the opportunity is there. I, I'm not as down as I was cool. uh, initially. So it sounds like from, these questions that you think that a this team is can sustain what they've done or maybe improve. I don't think you see them regressing. And yeah, I, agree. I can't I really see. I think they. I think they sustain that their past uh, yes. performance. As long as as long as as long as what we what you mean by sustain doesn't mean that they have to be the number one overall seed in the. Okay, yeah. So that that was more of my question was like, yeah. I mean, if they get the number two or number three. I'm not worried about it. I'm honestly probably feeling better about it. I, I think that uh, not always, but those teams that get the bye, that's hard to get out of that flow of playing football, um, especially when, you know, yeah. obviously you can get some people healthy. Um, but but Cincinnati came in man on a mission last year, you know, and I think that's yeah. really hard to overcome from a good wild card team. Yeah, um, and they so, they were the conference champions. I mean, they, that, that was a good Cincinnati team. That what well, that yeah. So uh, I absolutely can. Um, I think that they're gonna be they're gonna be good. That being, I mean, I, I, that being said, I guess you could argue that I think that there's gonna be regression in terms of. I don't know that we may even win the division. Uh, um, yeah. So, so I mean, I listen, the Titans could regressed. decide to tighten it up at any moment and fall off the wagon. I mean, it's the Titans. Well, it's more of my. It's more of it's uh. more of the uh, the what we have in the head for our, our head about the Colts and uh, the, the yeah. obvious improvements that the Colts have made. Why would I talk about that when we yeah. can, when we can talk about it in, in just a second. So right now let's do yeah. it. Uh, we're talking, we're moving on to the Colts right now. Um, I think this is a team that can be sneaky good with Matt Ryan. They yes. missed the playoffs last season by not being able to beat a bad Jags team. And I think that they're hungry and they want revenge. I, I th- this to me is the only true competition the Titans have in their division. And I think this is a team teams have to be careful about. And yeah, they, you, know, know, you I, should never underestimate any opponent in the NFL. But the Colts, I think they're going to be dangerous this season. I, I, I mean, I would even like to phrase your phrase, what you just said a little bit differently. I think that the Titans are the only team that the Colts need to be looking out for. I think that this is the Colts division to lose right now. Uh, Matt Ryan, yeah. uh, you know, Michael Pittman. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and a really, really strong defensive side of the of the ball. Uh, new rookie and Alec Pierce. I am not. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think I think the odds are are in on my side. I think it's like minus one eighty something at this point to have picked them to win the, the division. So I mean, I'm not even. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to go throw any money out there. I may throw a little bit on the Titans to win it. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean this is this is the team. Uh, this would be my pick to win the division. I hope I'm wrong, uh, but this will be my pick to win the division. The Colts are too good. Matt Ryan still has a lot left in the gas tank, and they were able to do what they were able to do with, like you said, Carson Wentz, which is you know not a horrendous quarterback, but he ain't getting the job done for sure. He's not winning a yeah. winning a Super Bowl type of deal. So yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree oh, oh. Uh, with you. Yeah. All right. So to wrap out the uh, the wrap up the NFC, the Jacksonville Jaguars were left in a destructive wake from Urban Meyer. Um, however, he's not there anymore, so they'll at least be better. So yeah. I mean, you're always for Jaguars fans that you don't have Urban Meyer. Even if you win zero games, you're already better. Okay, yeah. you're already a better team. Um, I, I mean, I, I sat here probably about, you know, roughly about this time last year, about a year or so to date, uh, I would imagine, and, and tried to warn everybody, you know, <laughs> Shaq Khan, the Jaguars fans, 
this ain't going to go how you think it's going to go. Uh, no one listened. No one listened to your boy. Uh, that's sad. I mean, that's that's very sad. I think they're in a much better spot. I don't hate, you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and Travis Etienne. They're together. I think it was the Etienne was a bad pick. He shouldn't. They didn't need that that spot there. But uh, James Rob, James Robinson can still be a, you know a, be there for a good one two punch. Yeah, Christian Kirk super undervalued. A really good receiver. I think he's yeah. going to do do some damage there. And a team that perennially has some great defensive talent because they draft so high in the drafts <laughs> so often. So, um, so they have some great defense defensive players. I yeah I, I I mean I think I think that I don't know if what we what we agree on the pecking order right now, but I think it's Colts, Titans, t- uh, Jaguars, Texans is what I'm uh, I, I'm, I agree. I'm, a, I'm predicting. So. Um, yeah, I think it's Titans, Colts, uh, Jags, Texans. Okay. Um. All right, time to move into the AFC South. So now, Carolina Panthers. One sentence, and I think uh, Baker Mayfield comeback season, baby. I think that he comes out week one against his former team, and I think, I think he has a good showing. I think he lights him up. I think okay. that he. Uh, I, I I I could see him. I think he throws four touchdowns in week one. I think okay. he comes out swinging. Well, uh, you I, know. I like this. I like this kid. I mean, he's electric. Got a lot of he's got a lot of CMC. Got a lot of CMC shares. So I'm hoping at least three of those touchdowns go to him. Um, yeah, I agree. I think DJ Moore is a fantastic, you know, receiver. Receiver there. Uh, defensive side of the ball is most certainly going to be where, you know, there's some questions to be had. But they got guys like Shaq Thompson and uh, and and others there that can provide some solid, you know, solid play. I think that they're going to be a sneaky, okay team. I, I don't, I don't predict, I'm not predicting playoffs, um, but uh, Baker Mayfield, if anybody as a, as a quarterback that's moved into a new spot um, that was kind of left for dead, I should say. I mean, he can do it. He could take him. He could take him to the playoffs. I think the pr- bigger yeah. problem is the division that they play in uh, will be very, very difficult. Uh, you know, a Sean Payton led Saints team. Uh, 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 who's I, there's some guy that just recently won that starting job there in uh, Tampa Bay. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he, I'm not. Uh, he was. He know. wasn't. He a was guy, a young guy. After the Super Bowl, he wasn't on the roster. Let's just say that <laughs> he wasn't on the roster. Now he's on the roster. Uh, he's just some. Yeah. He's just some guy. Yeah. Um. So. You know, the, the I, and, and the Falcon, Falcons are going to be that's a couple wins right there. I think you can get a couple of wins there yeah. against the Falcons. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for for Carolina. See what they can do. Yeah. Speaking of the Falcons. De- um, this this is simply my opinion. Uh, I think Desmond R- uh, Ritter will be the team starter by the halfway mark. Marcus Mariota, 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 however the fuck Mar, you say Mar. his name. Remember, it's um, Mar Mar, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. He's he is straight trash. He's hot garbage. Yeah, I think they got a bad defense. I think they're a I think they're a mediocre team. I think this Atlanta Falcons team is what us in the business say not good. Um, yeah, I think that's they a po- are that's the bottom a- feeder of this division. Can you explain a little bit? Because that's a podcasting term, Bob, and we don't want to try to get we don't want to try to get too <laughs> technical with our audience. We don't know what they know. So, so um, you know when something good happens. That's the opposite for Atlanta. (laughs) I okay. I'm there. I've got it. Okay. All right. Hold on. So what you're, what you're saying is this is going to be like the most recent Atlanta Super Bowl for the Falcons this year. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Okay. Okay. Except it won't be, except it won't even start good in the first half. It will never be good. It will never be good. It will just be purely second half of football. Uh, I, I I really agree with all of that. I mean, you know, Calvin Ridley's still sidelined. Not a lot to be excited for Cordell Patterson. You know, that's a guy, Kyle Pitts. That's a, that's a future, a future piece right there. So, uh, no defense. Yeah, whenever they eventually trade them, they'll be great in fantasy. Not a team that um, I am am really worried about as a as a potential option to win this division. I've pretty much 
I hate to say this, this is worse than even agreeing with Stephen A. Smith. But yeah, I agree with you, Bobby. I mean, you had a had a pretty, <laughs> pretty decent write up. So um not gonna argue. I'm gonna just just uh simply say prayers for Atlanta and you know say, yeah. hey, sorry, buddies. Huh. You guys are bad. <laughs> All right, heading down to the bayou, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the only thing out here is when Michael Thomas plays, they are an offense not to be messed with. Jameis Stinson will drop a lot of interceptions, but he couldn't drop a lot of TDs. I like the Saints. I think they'll be competitive. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. It's not a contender, but this is a, I think this is a playoff team. And I think that they're going to be fun to watch. And when Michael Thomas plays, it's good for the sport. I, I mean, I, I would love to see a Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, 16 game connection 17 game connection yeah i don't think we're gonna get it i think uh one of the one or two of these guys i mean michael thomas is not interested in playing football that's i mean that's just what the way i'm seeing it is everything is yeah oh i'm sitting out for this i'm sitting out for that i think that i think that the new orleans saints are the second best team in this division and we'll get that second spot because of sean payton yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. We never got to see a full year of Jameis Winston. He threw a lot of interceptions because he threw a lot of deep balls because their secondary was yeah. trash. They had to score a lot of points. He will still throw a lot of interceptions. I do not want to. I don't. I don't want people to hear what I'm not saying. Okay, but the year he threw historically high interceptions are a little bit of a different situation than uh, when you have Alvin Kamara yeah. and potentially Michael Thomas and, and Jarvis Landry, uh, a reception machine that they got moved in there. I'm, I'm always, especially fantasy wise, always high on Jameis Winston. I'm interested to see if he's healthy, what he can do this season uh, for a full year with Sean Payton. Yeah, but all right. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Tom Brady will be a monster yet again. He'll lead the league in most stats yet again, and their offensive line is stout. This is a contender. Uh, I think there's no way around that. This is a, uh, I mean, Tom Brady is doing, I, I think that we have be started to get accustomed to hearing, oh, at his age, but I think that it needs to always be said what he's doing at his age is absolutely insane and something I don't think we'll ever see again. And in, Every no. year he continues to do it. At it's his, that, as that, surprising as it was the year before. And for, and also, I would like to say to a bunch of people that the that big at his age argument usually is when he goes to some scrappy underdog. You know, some old guy goes to some scrappy underdog team that's garbage and doesn't have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette and Julio Jones and. And all of these massive weapons that look, man, you, if you and I toss the football up in the air, Mike Evans can go get it, you know? So like not, and I'm not comparing us to Tom Brady. We're naturally better <laughs> talents than him. We just chose to go a different way. We, <laughs> we chose to use our, we chose to use our voice. Okay. Tom, um, uh, <laughs> No, this is a this is a really good football team, a team that I think will you win do know the he also has a again. podcast, right? Uh, yeah, because he is garbage. <laughs> it's probably some dumb stuff over like plants or something, man. I don't care about him. He 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 used foot, he used football as a gateway to become a podcaster, where we just went the hard route to do it and just did normal things and became podcaster. See. Think about it. How much of our of the percentage of our income is needed to do this? A lot bigger percentage than his. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's no big deal for him. He's like, hey, should I pay a bunch of people to come in and soundproof an entire room for me because I just have an extra room laying around? Yeah, I should do that. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So Tampa's going to be good. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, though. Okay. I think Bruce Arians was uh was a difference maker in in, in that yeah. regard. So um uh, yeah, I think that um I 
it's it's still hard for me to ever truly count out Tom Brady from. Oh, I didn't. I'm not counting them out. Doing- not counting them out. I'm not saying they can't win the Super Bowl. I I just generally don't think they're one of the contenders that I would put money on. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that yeah. they can't. They absolutely yeah, can't. I, yeah. I think a lot of it is is biased because if I were to look at this team and just not look at any of the names on the roster, I wouldn't say the contender. But when you see that name, Tom Brady, it's I think naturally you're going to it's hard to say that he's not making he's not making that team a contender, especially like you said, with the weapon. He has these weapons that he has. I will use his <laughs> pure force of will to keep them there and keep Bobby, these guys from leaving, which I Bobby, think is amazing. I will things into the universe. OK. All right. And so that that's plain and simple. I'm just going to say that to you. I'm saying Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not contenders. OK, they may be. <laughs> can, they may be contenders. I'm not saying 100 percent that they're not. I'm just saying they're not. They're not contenders and they're not they're not going to win the Super Bowl. OK, so you heard that universe. You heard that in the new studio. All right. Not winning the Super Bowl. I don't have any Tom Brady starting lineups, mostly because I stopped collecting them by the time he was, you know, would have been one. But you can imagine Uh, that I probably would have bought him and I probably would have put him on this dumb wall if I would have had him at the time. Yeah. But all right, that wraps up the South Division. So let's move into joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. See, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. This one's a big old oof. Um apparently the news of World War II finally reached a small Oregon town 80 years later as the Oregon Geographic uh, Geographic Names Board met last week to consider proposals to possibly rename several geographic features in several Oregon counties, uh, primarily Swastika Mountain is under uh, consideration to be changed. Um, hey, you can't you, be I mean, changing. They, hey, I don't know hey, what took them so long. Stop talking. You can't be changing history, Bobby. <laughs> all right? That mountain <laughs> has feelings and friends and family. All right. And so you just change and Swastika Mountain. All right. I, I banged my first girl on Swastika Mountain, so I won't have it. I won't have you changing it. <laughs> the, uh, the, the town made sure to clarify that it was actually not named after nazi germany that it was named after a uh was originally named after a nearby town called swastika which took its name from a cattle ranch where the owner branded his cattle with the symbol before it was used by uh, before it was used by the nazis um and i haven't done any research and i hope that this wasn't cattle in the 1860s and be prior so i hope right. they're not talking about humans but i'm gonna assume that they're not i'm just gonna give the benefit of the doubt uh oregon probably you know not a lot of, yeah. of that would be my guess. Um, you know, probably some. Probably, I mean, can't really. You know, this is America. Can't really get away from from a lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you gotta tread yeah. lightly. Gotta tread lightly everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, imagine, you know. imagine being one of those cows in like 1946, and you go in with the with the other cows, and they you just you're tatted oh up. Oh my gosh, you're just cow. like whoa, <laughs> whoa, buddy. Like, oh my goodness. It's like you uh, know, I swear this is not my views. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I do understand. I do understand that rebranding is the whole process it costs a lot of money i mean why should why this is a lot like office space to this guy he's like why should i why should i change my cow symbol because the nazis you know uh to, uh, you know co-opted the the swastika you know just like michael bolton he's like why don't you go by mike bolton it's like because i was michael bolton first <laughs> it's like he should he should go by mike i was around before him so you know so i get the whole concept of that but it seems like basically what you're talking about is like re hammering some metal into a different shape that you heat up and then then slam into a cow so yeah. well, I'm I mean, assuming that they don't say anything about the cattle ranch. I'm assuming that the cattle ranch guy stopped using the swastika. He was out. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm assuming he was out. Him. 
But the fact that they didn't just rename a mountain, which is which is purely just paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, really this long, honestly, really, even is it that is it even paperwork? Don't you just go to all the signs and just cross it out and just be like, this is this mountain now. Yeah. Like if somebody comes to you and is like, why isn't it Swastika Mountain anymore? You just hand them like a pamphlet. You need to worry about that person. (laughs) Yeah. We then that's boom right there. We can put him on a watch That's list. That's a great way to get your watch list made in that town. And you, and then boom, you give him a pamphlet. And then he either like reads the pamphlet. He's like, oh, my B. Yeah. And then he goes away. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. Cross him off the wait list. Just like uh, yeah. Steve Buscemi in, uh, in, you know, Billy Madison. As soon as they like, they're like, oh, okay. After they read the pamphlet, then you just turn around and you just right off the board yeah. i know you were making a joke when we started this about oh can't fight tradition but i'm sure if we go to the facebook comments oh, of this news no, article i was making a it's joke bad. it's I a was, real bad yes. i was making a joke about things that i really thought were probably being said like i would yes. probably i would probably bet like a good like five six hundred dollars that almost 90 percent of everything i said was like said not only yeah. said in some sort of way, but verbatim what I actually yeah, said. And the word, and you know, they use the word woke 30 times. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I in my general, you know, life have never even used that word uh, as a, like a general phrasing. I am, you know, the people that yell about people always wanting to be woke are really the only people I ever hear saying. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like I could have been, I, I was, I was trending towards three weeks of not hearing it, guy on the internet. But then you bring it up, telling, <laughs> accusing me yeah. of saying it. So like, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. So, um, yeah, this uh, there is a. I'm in a couple, you know, tattoo Facebook groups, and one of them is like Norse uh, traditionalist tattoos. And a long time ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, is the Norse. Uh, they used the swastika before it was the Nazis. Well, guess what? Yeah, guys? like almost it's everybody just, the, 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 in history, the, the has. Nazis co-opted it. Like, and so I see it. people on there who get big swastikas tattooed everywhere, and currently getting that tattooed, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. they're like, what? It's not. I'm not a Nazi." It's, and everyone's like, "Yeah, You're like but that is like, fine. I do is, understand, like, but you know, it's it's like having to. But if I it's see like, you, three, you have a swastika tattooed on you." I'm not going to assume that I'm you not, are a Norse traditionalist. I'm not, not asking. I, you're a different, you're a different kind of traditionalist. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, exactly. Sometimes you just got to cut, cut your losses. If you have to explain that it's not, then it is. Okay. If like, yeah. it just is, man, it turns out like, you know, if, if I, if you cut yourself uh, and you go, what would you ask your wife for? Hey, I cut my finger. What do you, do you have a, I assume a bandaid. Yeah. Well, Band-Aid is the brand of, you know, bandages is really what it's called as a bandage. And we call it Band-Aids because like Band-Aid won. Okay, they just won, bro. Like they took it over Sharpie. Well, that just means like that felt tipped marker. But like Sharpie got won the game, dude. They won the game. And so like, dude, Nazis look, look, unfortunately, the only thing that they won was this. They won the symbol. They got it. Yeah. And that little baby mustache. Well, I didn't, they yeah. got that too. They yeah, got I the baby really, mustache yeah. uh, and the symbol. Well, Michael Jordan maybe has show, showed some competition with the mustache game. Well, <laughs> with, with the mustache. We you, still even called it. I even said Michael Jordan had a Hitler mustache. So the fact that I called it that exactly. I mean, <laughs> well, see, you've said it. Yeah. All right. No so you're allowed to wear. You're allowed to wear a Hitler mustache, and it will become your name mustache if you win three championships, leave for two years, and win three more championships when you come back. Yeah. All in a row. <laughs> if you do that, then you can literally have whatever facial hair you want. And yeah. like, what what am I going to say to you? Okay, I've not done that. So, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Do you think that Mike yeah. did that simply because he want, like he he needed another hill to conquer? He's like, I'm gonna beat the Nazis. He's like, dude. He's like, Hitler, you're done. Okay, your buddy. I'm basically <laughs> I'm basically Tom Cruise and Valkyrie right now. Okay, yeah. you're yeah. dead, Hitler. You're dead. <laughs> He clearly he he obviously didn't see the end of that movie at all. <laughs> right. He was not. Yeah, he, he was. It was hey, just like Michael Jordan to not see something all the way through. <laughs> uh, Dad wanted you to be a professional uh, baseball player, Mike. 
<laughs> I say uh, all this all right, as like making in. fun of him as I've set up my Michael Jordan shrine in my liquor cabinet with all of my the different magazines and sports illustrateds and the bottle you got me and so i you know i make fun yeah. and, and jest clearly because you know yeah speaking of me, Mike, greatest mics of all time let's uh jump into what are you binging i started watching the Mike series on hulu about mike tyson it is so so good is it a- it is told um it is a docudrama okay. where it's told from the perspective of Mike Tyson and they have an actor playing Mike Tyson, everything really well done. Um, pretty much. It's like the this? outside perspective is he's on stage and um, giving a speech to like a crowd or something. And it's kind of going he's of his life and it's showing the dramatize dramatization of his life growing up, you know, him training uh, the Can, episode. It's two so just came funny. Out. It's really interesting. It's so funny that you've said this. Give me, two seconds because i want to add to yours because that's super cool because i'm a super big tyson fan love muhammad ali i think muhammad ali was the greatest for the sport um i think mike tyson's the greatest boxer of all time i think it's hard to argue i think we've had this discussion before but give me just one second because i think this is super awesome okay so my dad super you know had had sports illustrated almost all his life Cap a bunch of them, you know, gave me a few the other day when I was over there. I'm not going to show all of them. I am going to show two, but one specifically that I am going to show. Nice. This is the the first one because he had the one that was actually Kid Dynamite when he was like getting onto the scene and stuff. And so this is when he became the champ and the dynamite uh, here. Uh. Yeah. So super cool that you brought that up because Tyson was he was um, he was a ridiculous man. He was so good. But then, you know, just for just for show, do want to show you. Oh, yeah, boy. It's so blurry. I can't I I can't see it. It looks like an Oilers jersey. Is it Gretzky? Oh, that's Gretzky, brother. So you'll see it. You'll see it. You're not blurry on my side, though. It's your gar. It's your garbage Internet, bro. You call your people. I've got. I've I got, got a hundred bars. I did a speed check. I've got gig. I, I've got a hundred bars. I've got gig speed. I've got a hundred bars. This is yeah. running at almost a gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh, you're good on my end, bro. So. Uh, yeah. But no. Well, at uh, the same time, Meg's also working, so we're using a lot of bandwidth here right now. Ah. Uh, but, all right. Let's, ah, uh, <laughs> the truth comes out. Right. You keep interrogating somebody. Eventually, uh, you'll get to the truth. Uh. All right. What What are you binging, man? Yeah. Uh. Big Brother Eight. Uh. Stephanie and I have been watching watching Big Brother Eight, so uh, you know Evil Dick, Danielle, the whole crew. We're almost done with that, but I just I just wanted to throw in there Community. Uh, we've been we rewatching uh, Community, six seasons in a movie. I don't know if you saw Dan Harmon coming out, uh, but they're probably uh, they're they're in talks about a movie. So I'm super excited about the Community movie. But nice, uh, but um, that's it, man. Yeah, cool. Let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. Um, This is one of those issues that, you know, I did it to myself and I get that, uh, but it's been a real pain in the ass lately. My sleep schedule has just been bonkers uh between work between streaming uh between just you know uh getting stuff ready for meg's party last week it was just i'm finally starting to get a little bit onto track and then i said fuck it and stayed up all night last night streaming and doing stuff so honestly though uh, honestly can can i i I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or what but staying up all night actually really can help you with that sleep schedule right like you hit bed yeah. at a normal time tonight like you've real and you probably can because you're going to be so tired the biggest thing is well, the problem is i laid down this morning and fell asleep for a couple hours uh at like yeah know, a couple hours morning, ain't gonna, so it kind of fucked me up yeah that ain't gonna mess you up too bad if you can get to bed at a normal hour tonight you can really cor- self-correct yeah. yeah so i mean you know you're at a crossroads here bobby and you know i'm not here to tell you what what way to go because i don't really care about you or you know your yeah. schedule or anything but i'm saying you got a choice here you got a diverging road uh for me 
uh, kind of similar to you. I'm sure that you have a little bit of this, but you know, just a general haze and a brain fog. Um, you know, when you stay up late, yes. you have a lot, a lot of sleep, uh, lack of sleep. Honestly, I've been super impressed by you with such a lack of sleep. You haven't really made much more stupid points than you generally make. So I mean, good job. And <laughs> that you're pretty much the same guy, but you know, when you're moving in somewhere, I don't know how you approach it, but my first thing is get boxes. We got to get rid of boxes. We got to unload all the boxes and just we'll have things everywhere for a little bit, but just things are easier to get to their homes. So when you, you know, when you're like moving and you're like, okay, this is of importance to me. I need to know where you are and you sit it down and you're like, I'm going to remember. And then three days later, you're like, where did I put that thing i know that i remember i know that i put it somewhere but i cannot find it whatsoever so that would be uh that would be yeah. my current snaps my stick but i'm getting close bro i'm getting so close uh we're we're gonna we're gonna have to do uh you know we're we're gonna have to do some home and away series of the seattle kraken you know, like, you know, I come watch it at your place or, you know, on your home court yeah. where you got the advantage and, and then you come watch it over here on my home court where I have the advantage. I'm super jazzed about that, man. That's going to be super dope. And I'm also probably going to need you to oh, come yeah. over here, like help yeah. me set up everything. So like electronically. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking crap about you, Bob, but <laughs> I do need you. Okay. <laughs> Despite what I say, don't listen to me. Okay, Bobby, you're needed. You're wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, for Brandon, I'm Bobby. This has been Pucks Out Podcast. We'll see you next week and stay awesome. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.